0: Welcome to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Whether you're a backyard gardener, a market gardener, or a small scale farmer just starting out or a seasoned grower, this show is for you. Join us as we share tips and tricks, tactics and hacks to growing food for yourself, your family, and your community, as well as sharing stories here from the field and other growers and farmers making a difference in their local food webs. My name is Cody, and I will be your host. So let's get growing. Alright guys, welcome back to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Happy Friday, what a week it has been. Fun fact, this is actually the second time we're recording this episode. I knew it was bound to happen, well it did. I did not plug in my microphone first time around. So, we are here, we are back, and I am excited about today's episode because we are actually jumping off of the series. I was going to put this in our Planning Your First Garden series but it's really not just for first-time gardeners. As a matter of fact, I'm actually implementing this strategy myself this year after years of doing it. So what I'm really talking about is minimizing your garden plan to maximize your harvest. Um, Most of the time, we think bigger is better. You know, as we're learning and growing and expanding our farm or our market gardens, we're always thinking bigger is better, more is better. But sometimes, less is more and that's what we're going to explore in today's episode and we're actually going to cover 10 factors why you may want to consider or why I'm considering minimizing my garden plan to actually maximize my harvest. So we're not going to mess around we're going to jump right into today's episode because if you are like me you are probably dreaming about a bountiful harvest this year as every year but if this is your first year especially right but you may not be sure exactly how to achieve it. Well, what if I did tell you that the secret to a plentiful yield doesn't actually lie in planting more, but rather in simplifying your garden plan? So I want you to join me in today's podcast as we dive deep into the fascinating concept of less is more when it comes to gardening, and I'm going to guide you through the process of maximizing your harvest by embracing a more straightforward garden plan and ensuring you get the most out of your garden with a little bit less effort maybe. Which, if you've been following along, you'll know that I love to simplify the process if possible. And a major reason why I'm really focused on companion planting is because it actually allows the plants to do a lot of the work for you. And hopefully allow you to harvest more food with a little bit less effort. So the first thing is just that. It's the beauty of less work. Because in reality, a smaller garden plan means less work. But surprisingly, it can actually lead to a more abundant harvest. With a smaller garden, as far as area goes, you can concentrate your efforts on a select few high yielding crops, spending less time maintaining your garden while still reaping impressive results. Because I know for myself, like if I have 40 or 45, 50 foot beds that I need to weed and fertilize and maintain all season long, boy, that takes a lot of time because I break it right down. How much does everything take per bed? Does it take me 15 minutes to do this task? Well, multiply that by 40, right? So a smaller area definitely means less work and less time spent that you could focus in other directions. A more compact garden also has added benefits, such as reduced watering, less fertilizing, and fewer weeds, like I just talked about. So so instead of struggling to maintain a sprawling garden, why not focus your time and energy on a smaller, more manageable space that's easier to maintain? Now, number two is space utilization to the max. Planting fewer crops allows you to really focus in on the ones that you're growing, figuring out the exact spacing they need to maximize the harvest, yet still maximize your space in that bed. You know, spacing out your plants appropriately will allow them with better access to sunlight and air circulation, which are crucial factors of plant health. You know, I saw a dramatic increase in production when I started growing my melons on my melon tunnel because it allowed for that airflow and equal sunlight. So that can make a huge difference and in turn lead to more significant yield in the same amount of space. Now furthermore, a compact garden plan enables you to maximize your use of space by planning more intensively. You know, I'm a big believer in high intensive planning and utilizing companion planning within that strategy, of course. You know, a lot of the people that I talk to consult with are really used to just growing one row of each crop. You know what I mean? And that's and by utilizing this you can completely say goodbye to that strategy. Instead try planting multiple rows and experimenting with various gardening techniques such as vertical gardening, trellising, or companion planting to make the most of your garden space. I did a whole series on our YouTube channel a year and a half, two years ago specifically on this and maximizing the space in the market garden so you can produce and get a higher yield of production off the same amount of space. And it is fantastic. And if you watched a lot of my videos, you'll see that we really try to utilize companion planting, trellising, vertical growing to really maximize the space that we are using. And I know that it has made a huge difference on our farm as far as what we can put out in food. Now number three, and I want you to take this with a grain of salt depending on where you're at as far as whether this is your first year or your fifth year, you know. But number three is waste not, want not. Now overplanting often results in more produce than you can consume or preserve, leading to unnecessary waste. And I do believe this is true, you know, especially for home gardeners. It's really easy to grow too much of one thing. Um, That being said, I still believe in your first year, whether you're a home gardener or a market gardener, you should be at least trying to start if you're starting from seed or even growing in general. I think you should probably grow 20 to 30% more than you need because you're more than likely going to experience some crop loss due to something, something unforeseen, whether that be bugs or pests or wildlife or weather. So I do believe in planting a little more than you think you're going to need, but that should definitely be dialed in over time for certain. And by planting in a little bit smaller space, you're not as apt to overplant as you would if you were growing in a larger area. And this way you can prevent the waste and ensure that you're really only growing what you need. A smaller garden plan also helps allow you to really focus on your family's eating habits and growing crops that you know you'll use and enjoy. You know, in the long run, you'll really save valuable resources like water and fertilizer and energy, contributing to a more sustainable garden practice. And that could not be more true especially for new gardeners. It's really crucial if possible. I really like to see people have success their first time out of the gate because then they're more apt to do it again the next year rather than making some mistakes they just weren't aware of and thinking that they just can't grow food. Waste not, want not is a great reason to slim down your garden plan a little bit. Now the fourth one is healthier plants, right? Healthier plants, happier garden. Fewer plants means less competition for essential resources like your water, nutrients, and sunlight. This can lead to healthier plants with stronger root systems and more significant yield. And by planting fewer crops, you're giving your plants more space and resources to grow, ultimately benefiting your harvest. Additionally, a smaller garden plan can help you avoid disease and pests by reducing the chances of infection or infestation spreading from one plant to another, keeping your garden healthy and thriving. And you guys know if you're implementing the companion planting techniques that I've been talking about, that will help with your pests a great deal as well. Now number five is focused attention for a flourishing garden. By concentrating on a select few of high yield crops, you can actually give them the attention that they need to thrive. Research the best planting times, soil conditions, and pest control methods to maximize your yields. And you'll not only produce more food with fewer resources, but you'll also learn more about gardening and how to grow crops successfully. And by focusing on a few crops, you can become an expert in growing those crops and produce higher quality produce, making your garden the envy of your neighbors, right? Not to mention, once you get good at a few crops, you can always expand from there. Rather than trying to divide your attention over 20 crops, you can you can really focus on six or 10 and get really good at growing them. And when we get done with the 10 factors to consider, I'm actually gonna give you a quick list of 10 high yielding crops that you could implement into this strategy. Now number six is crop rotation. See, with a smaller garden plan, you'll have a much easier time rotating your crops. Crop rotation is essential for maintaining your soil fertility and preventing the buildup of pests and diseases that may come in if you're not companion planting and doing all the other necessary things to keep the pests and diseases out. So by focusing on a few high yielding crops, you can effectively plan and implement crop rotation, ensuring that your garden remains healthy and productive year after year. Now number seven is lower costs, and that is always a bonus, I don't care who you are. A more streamlined garden plan can save you money, hands down. By growing fewer crops, you're gonna spend less on seeds, fertilizer, and other gardening supplies. Additionally, you're gonna save on water bills, potentially even reduce or eliminate the need completely for costly pest control measures, whether that be in time or money. (laughs) So, with a smaller garden plan, you can still achieve a bountiful harvest while keeping your garden expenses to a minimum. Now, I can tell you from experience that there's a huge difference in costs when you're talking about buying compost for 10 or 15 50-foot beds or, for 40, 50-foot beds, big difference. So a smaller, more streamlined plan definitely helps keep the costs down. Not only from a material standpoint, but also from a labor standpoint, which probably is even more impactful. Now number eight leading into that is better time management. A smaller garden plan allows for better time management with fewer crops to tend to You'll have more time to dedicate to the other aspects of your life and even to learn more about gardening techniques and practices. Instead of being overwhelmed by the demands of your large garden, you can strike a balance between your gardening passion and your personal life, right? You don't want this to become something that you despise doing because there's just not enough time in the day and you let other things go by the wayside. So by slimming it down, you can definitely get a better handle on your time management for everything you're doing. Now, number nine is increased likelihood of success. I spoke about that earlier. If I'm helping people, I definitely want, whether it's your first time out of the gate or your 10th time out of the gate, I want to increase the likelihood of success in whatever your goals are for your gardening. So when you focus on a select few high-yielding crops, you're much more likely to achieve success. It's really not even a question. It's just easier to learn and master the intricacies of growing a few crops, rather than trying to juggle the requirements of a wide variety of plants. Because if you've been doing this for any amount of time, or if you're just getting started, you'll soon realize that all the different crops, even specific varieties of the same crop, can have different requirements. And to really get good at growing them, you need to learn what those intricacies and specific requirements are for each of the crops that you're growing. That's why the increased likelihood of success can definitely boost your confidence as a gardener and encourage you to continue refining your skills and expanding your knowledge base. That means you can grow more food going forward. Now, number 10, and this one may be one that's overlooked, but this is the enhanced aesthetic appeal. A smaller, well-planned out garden can definitely be more visually appealing than a larger, more chaotic one. And by focusing on a few high-yielding crops, and organizing your garden thoughtfully, you can create a beautiful, harmonious space that's not only productive, but also is pleasing to the eye, which which I can tell you, if you're gonna spend any amount of time out there, this just hands down makes it more enjoyable. Your garden can definitely become a relaxing oasis, perfect for enjoying the fruits of your labor and spending quality time with your friends and family. If you guys have watched any of my Melon Tunnel videos, you'll know I actually love going out there and having my morning cup of coffee when it's all starting to grow up and go around it. All right, so there's 10 reasons why it might be a good idea to actually minimize your garden plan to maximize your harvest, but now I'm gonna give you, as promised, a list of 10 specific high-yielding crops to consider when planting your streamlined garden. Number one, of course, is tomatoes. Now, these versatile little fruits are a garden favorite and can produce a high yield of relatively small space especially when growing vertically, using stakes, cages, or trellises. You know, I love growing trellises. I love to grow my tomatoes 10 feet tall. So I always grow an indeterminate tomato myself. That's what I personally like to grow because once they start fruiting, they really don't stop until the frost comes. So if you wanna produce a lot of tomatoes and you wanna see them grow tall, trellis them up, get some indeterminates, whether that's cherry tomatoes or your larger varieties. I grow a few of each. And man, does that look cool. But more importantly, it's very high yielding when it comes to our tomato production. Now, number two is zucchinis. Zucchini plants are known for their abundant production. Just a few plants can provide you with a plentiful supply of versatile squash throughout the entire growing season. Now, I have not met a gardener that's been growing for very long who hasn't had more zucchini than he could give away. I love zucchini. They're fantastic but they are definitely one that's very prolific, very high yielding, so you don't need that many of them to supply yourself or your family for the season. Now number three is another favorite of mine, and that's pole beans. Unlike bush beans, pole beans grow vertically, making the most of your garden space. They tend to produce a higher yield than bush beans and continue to produce throughout the growing season. I love growing pole beans. I grow them on pole bean teepees, I grow them on chain link fences. Just about anything you can trellis pole beans on, I grow them on. I've grown them up sunflowers, we'll grow them on our corn for the three sisters. So pole beans are an absolute favorite. Definitely one that I would suggest if you're looking for a high yielding crop. Now number four is another fan favorite and that's cucumbers. Like pole beans, cucumbers can be grown vertically on a trellis, maximizing the use of your space. Again, you wanna choose high yield varieties for an even more bountiful harvest. Myself. I love growing Marketmore 76. They seem to be pretty easy to grow and pretty high yielding, and of course, yes, I do trellis all of my cucumbers. I will never grow cucumbers on the ground. I've grown cucumbers up a trellis since I've started, and it's hands down, in my opinion, the easiest way to do it. It keeps them clean and makes them easy to harvest and allows for good airflow. So, Cucumbers is number four on that high yielding list. Number five is the leafy greens. If you've watched any of my stuff for any amount of time, you know that we love our salad mix. Here on the farm, in real life, that is what we're known for, is our salad mix. When we are growing salad mix, we can't grow enough of it. So your leafy greens are very high yielding, like your lettuce, your spinach, and your kale, which is actually what my salad mix consists of. And they can be grown in succession, meaning you can grow them. I'll actually start my lettuce or my salad mix seeds every two weeks for a month or two. So that allows me to harvest multiple times throughout the entire season. They grow quickly and take up minimal space, making them an ideal high yielding crop. And they're also great for companion planting if you wanna grow them behind one of your trellised, say your tomatoes or your cucumbers, and that'll give these greens a little bit of shade. So your leafy greens are number five on the high yielding list. Number six, is peppers, both sweet and hot pepper varieties can provide a generous harvest in a small space. Peppers can be grown in containers or in the ground and they can produce a continuous yield throughout the entire growing season. And again, one that I absolutely love. I'm a hot pepper fanatic. Number seven is potatoes. Potatoes can be grown in a small area, again using containers or specialized potato towers, yielding a substantial harvest without taking up too much space. Now number eight is Swiss chard. Now this is a leafy green. It's not only high yielding, but it's also pretty visually appealing. With its colorful stems, Swiss chard can be harvested multiple times throughout the season by cutting the outer leaves and allowing the plant to continue growing. Number nine we have beets. Both the root and the greens of beet plants are edible, so that makes them a valuable high yielding crop, and beets can be grown in succession for a continuous harvest, again throughout the entire growing season. Now none that leaves number 10. Last, but definitely not least, and definitely one of my favorites, and that's carrots. Carrots can be grown densely, taking up little space while still producing a high yield. Succession planting ensures a steady supply of carrots throughout the entire season, and another one I like to companion plant with those trellised veggies. Now, by focusing on these high yielding crops and adopting a more minimalistic approach to your garden plan, can actually lead to numerous benefits, including a bountiful harvest, easier crop rotation, lower costs, better time management, increased likelihood of success, and an enhanced aesthetic appeal. And by focusing on a few high-yielding crops, you can actually streamline your gardening efforts and make the most of your available space and resources. So remember, when it comes to gardening, less truly is more. But do you remember why the farmer buried his money? to make his soil richer. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. I really hope you guys are getting some value out of this. And if you are, feel free to rate or review the podcast, wherever you're listening to it. If you're over on YouTube, be sure to give us a thumbs up and tell me what you're growing this year. We're going into the middle of May, and it's pretty much go time. So remember, guys, get out there, get your hands dirty, make somebody smile. We'll talk to you in the next one.